Hello, you're listening to the Mr. Money Jar podcast. Mr. Money Jar here. This episode is taken from an Instagram live and has been uploaded in its entirety. This means that some of what you hear may seem odd in an audio format. For example, there might be references to questions that appeared during the live, plus some audience interaction, and very rarely some swearing or audio mishaps. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. everyone, Mr. Money Jar here. Hope you're well. Welcome to episode 94 of the Mr. Money Jar show. We're going to be joined by a very special guest on today's show, and it is Iris, um, the co-founder of Koya. Now, Koya is quite an interesting platform. It, uh, its tagline is Alternative Assets Reimagined, and the platform enables users to buy um, alternatives. We're quite used to talking about and um, seeing assets such as <clears throat> stocks and shares and property. But if you uh, just take a quick look at um, Koya's website, they've got things on there like comic books and watches and even Pokemon cards. And um, we're going to be speaking to Iris today about what alternative assets are, how uh, Koya works, and what sort of place alter- alternatives <coughs> might have in um, an investor's portfolio. Uh, I can see that Iris has sent uh, a join request, so let's welcome her in. Hopefully this should work first time. Hey. Hi, Iris. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. When I first spoke to uh, Chris, your colleague, um, I said to him, and, and I'll say again here, Koya sounds like a really interesting platform. And um, I think what you guys are doing and the technology that you're using um, is really cool. So without any further ado, do introduce yourself to everyone and let us know about what you do. Yeah, so my name is Iris and I'm one of the co-founders of Koya. So at Koya, we open up access to alternative assets. And I'll tell you in a minute what <coughs> alternative assets are. Um, and what we do is we allow users to buy, trade, and collect fractions of these alternative assets. We're starting with collectibles, such as watches, whiskey, Pokemon cards. And personally, my background, um, I've been in startups for the past couple of years. And before Koya, I helped build a digital bank based out of Hong Kong. Um, and yeah, currently been working on Koya for the past uh, year or so. I'm based in London together with my two co-founders and our team. That's really cool. Um, what, what was the inspiration behind um, the focus on alternative assets specifically? Because there are lots of platforms at the moment which focus on you know, the buying and selling of funds of individual shares and that sort of thing. So what made you uh, gravitate towards things like watches and Pokemon cards? Which I think is really cool, by the way. Um, may actually be my first opportunity to own a shiny Charizard because that I just, no matter how many booster packs I bought when I was a kid, I never managed to get my hands on one of those. And it's crazy cool. expensive. You might have seen the news last week that the Charizard was sold for 420,000 US dollars. Uh, that was the most expensive one sold so far. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so an individual cannot really <clears throat> anymore these days unless you're super super wealthy but in terms of my inspiration um so our starting point is that everyone has a passion whether that's music pokemon watches 
But up till today, only the wealthiest 1% has been able to get access to these passion assets just, be, just because the price point is so high. And we wanted to really open up access to these, to these types of assets. And also more personally, um, even before starting Koya, I had always been interested in how to get more people to invest, how to get more people engaged with investing. And what I noticed from my own research, and perhaps you've seen the same, is that for many people, you know, uh, stock market, financial market, it's complicated, it's quite abstract, or it's not that interesting to, to some people. So I was thinking about what can I do that is more engaging, more appealing, and appealing to people's interests and passions. And that is ultimately how we landed on, on Koya. And then one of my co-founders, uh, Richard, his background has been with um, in wealth management, so he's worked a lot with with high net worth individuals in the past. And in in that role, he noticed that you know these individuals have access to all these assets that normal people you know don't have access to. While these can be really interesting um, additions to 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 a portfolio, so okay, that is so like, inspiration. Okay, so it sounds like your mission is very much centered around democratizing investing. How exactly does Koya work? Yeah, so how it works is that we split the physical assets into fractions. Uh, so we can, these, these can be 100 fractions, it can be 1,000 fractions, it depends a little bit on the value of the underlying assets. And um, how we, how we, how we uh, do this fractionalization is via NFT, so via non-fungible tokens. And uh, so, so we, we link these tokens to the underlying assets. So let's say we link 100 tokens to, um, to a watch, for example. And if you buy the, this non-fungible token, the, you, 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 you get certain rights. So first of all, you can sell that NFT on, for example, um, OpenSea or any other sort of NFT marketplace. And you also get to vote in important decisions. Uh, for example, when the asset gets sold and for what price it gets sold, and if the assets get sold after a couple of years, then as a as a fraction holder, you also get your proportional proceeds back. So let's say if you own one out of the hundred fractions, you get one percent of the profit for which the asset is is, is sold um, ultimately. And then secondly, you know, besides the fractionalization, another important element to mention is that we take care of everything around the assets as well. So um, not only sourcing, but also authentication making sure that the asset is stored in, the, in a correct uh, way, in a safe location, because these are other, even if you do have the money to buy these expensive assets, there's a lot of other, you know, hassle that comes with it normally um, with buying these sort of alternative assets. So that is also something that we, we take care of. Um, it, it, the assets are stored in different locations depending on what it is. Let's say a watch is stored in a safety deposit box. Something like wine or, or whiskey needs to be stored in a, a special warehouse um, where, you know, the temperature and humidity conditions are all right. So we also take care of all of those um, those complications that normally come with, with alternative assets. Okay. Um, that's also very interesting to know. So I imagine that you, um, like you store and, and possibly insure. Yeah, deals the, care of insurance as well. Yes, that's too. Okay, that's cool. And... Um, how do you like does the um user ever get to own the underlying thing like is it possible to buy all of the fractions of an item and and have that item physically if you wanted to yes correct so if one user owns all of the fractions they become the legal owner and if they want we can ship it to their home um so that's uh but one important thing that i do have to mention is that 
it is not the case that you can wear the watch at the moment. So there, there are some sort of fractional ownership propositions where perhaps, you know, you, you become part owner of a car, you can drive it one day. We decided not to do that for now, just because there's too many risks when it comes to, for example, fraud or damage. So we really want to make sure that the items stay in the, in, you know, top condition so that they can ultimately be, be sold on if we want to in the future. Okay, cool. Um, just with your with your background, having started the digital bank and um, running um, Koya uh, at the moment, are there any? Do you have any kind of preferred alternatives, or is there anything in the data that you're seeing which is pointing towards, um, uh, yeah, like popularity among investors? Yeah, so um, we're still growing our community, but um, we've got a Discord that we're using for, um, for for our community to chat with each other and with us. And what we've seen in our Discord, the most popular assets so far amongst our community members are watches, whiskey, and art. Um, so those seem to be really, really popular. It's not surprising to me because um, I would say watches and whiskey are the assets that have probably had the strongest return over the past okay. 10 years so that is of course why people are you know probably more gravitating towards those assets and then art i think it is also not a surprise that it is popular just because it's a little bit more mainstream a little bit more, more well known everyone quote unquote everyone knows that you can invest in in in, in something like a picasso it's it's very yeah it's just, it's just something that is that is very well known so that that of course also has a lot of interest um but i would say it really depends what we're seeing as well is that people like what they are just personally interested in. So uh, someone might might say like, oh, I like watches, so I would like to own a piece of, of, of a Rolex. Um, so, so it's definitely related also to personal interest, personal personal passion. Um, and uh, as, as a sort of follow-up question to that, are there any alternatives that you are, that you are picking up that are perhaps um, less popular and, and have maybe maybe were popular before and have um, fallen out of favor? Um, I wouldn't say that they've necessarily declined, but for our audience, we probably aren't going to focus on assets that are popular with a bit more of an older demographic. So for example, okay. coins or stamps, it's still really, really popular, but of course the demographic is, is a little bit older. So that doesn't necessarily fit that well with our platform, which is very digital and also mixing in the NFTs. So yeah, of course we have to um, adjust to, to our audience. I have a question that's like a personal one because um, I, I invest in, um, in index funds, for example. And I find that with, uh, I haven't really dabbled too much in alternatives. I find that with things like property and with index funds, you can, um, you know, track, you know, the average annual returns of those sorts of assets by just like Googling it or something like that. Um, how, if, if you are able to speak to this, like how, how does one stay on top of the like value of the alternatives market? Yeah. And, and is that something that Koya also like helps with? Yeah, so um, it depends on the asset class, but the asset classes that we're starting with are watches, whiskey, and Pokemon cards. And sure. one of the reason that we chose, uh, chose these assets, well, the most important one is that there's user interest. But secondly, um, there's quite a lot of data, which is really important for us um, because it just makes it easier for us to, to you know, uh, make sure that we're getting a fair and good price and also to display to the users 
what the price history is, which we know is something that, you know, plays into buying decisions. So let's say when it comes to watches, actually there's quite a lot of data. So um, for example, we've got a Rolex Pepsi drop coming up and on our website, you can see that we, we've actually got a price chart that shows per month. So it's, it's not something, it's not changing on a minute by minute basis, but at least on a sort of a monthly basis, you can see an update of how that watch has performed. Um, this watch in particular has performed pretty well. It's gone up by more than 70% in the last sort of three years. Um, and how we get this data, where we get this data, um, when it comes to watches, it is mostly coming from from marketplaces. Uh, so there's quite a lot of, of, of marketplaces where, uh, where people buy and sell watches. And um, some of them, they provide, uh, they provide their own data or sometimes we can scrape the data. So there's quite a lot of data available. Uh, for whiskey, there's a couple of indexes as well. Pokemon cards. There is um, uh, there 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 there's a card marketplace that provides very good data, and then also you've got eBay. So there's definitely data sources. When it comes to, for example, art, it becomes more difficult, um, and you cannot give monthly da data. It's perhaps only yearly, and then it might be something like a comparable work. So there, it is uh, it is definitely more difficult. But when it comes to watches, whiskey, there's actually quite a lot of data data available and another good data source if you want to not look at a one specific item but just to market overall so there is um, an index called the Knight Frank Wealth Index and every year they okay. publish this. I've heard and, of that. Uh, yeah so they, they just they just tell you um, how much <coughs> the overall watch market or whiskey market or handbag market has performed in the last year, last five years, last ten years so that will give you an idea so there is data available. Very cool. Um, my next question um, is not intended as, and also to people uh, listening at home, if you have any questions about Koya, about alternatives, um, what they are, how they work, do drop them in the comments. We'll get through all of them. Um, yeah, the, the, the question that I have, oh, we've got a question from Side um, Income Man. What about high-end trainers? That's a really good, good question. That's another area in which, um, people are very like passionate and there are a lot of collector collectors items. Yeah, definitely, definitely on our radar. And if you keep an eye on our Instagram, we've actually got um, a sneaker intro to the sneaker market video coming up very, very soon. However, we're not going to probably do any sneaker drops yet in the next two to three months, just because we've got a lot of things going on already with, with the other assets, but it's definitely on, on, the, on our, on our roadmap to, to add in the future. Okay. For the, un for the uninitiated, please, Iris, could you please elaborate on what you mean by asset drops? Because I know it's a key part of how um, Koya works. Yeah, so our model, um, so we're, we're, we're dropping assets every, uh, uh, currently since we're still starting out, it's probably going to be one or two a month, in the future probably more like once a week. So the idea is very similar to how, uh, how some fashion brands work, is we're dropping a specific assets, uh, at a specific date, we announce an advanced date, and then at that time, you can buy a fraction or multiple fractions of that of that asset. Um, we decided to go for this model rather than having you know a hundred things on a platform open at the same time, just because we believe that education is really important. It's a very new space, so we really want to highlight and spotlight. If there's a new item, we really want to explain to to our users what it is why you might be interested in adding this to your to your portfolio um, which is easier if we're just focusing on one thing at a time rather than having you know 
dozens of things open at the same time because it can get very overwhelming uh, if you're new to the space. Excellent. I'm glad that you mentioned portfolios there because that's a great segue into my next question, which is not it's not intended as um, you know a fi financial advice or a financial recommendation, but just as someone who is building a platform like this and um, as I presume an investor yourself, what place um, do alternatives have in a traditional portfolio? Alternative assets um, may be seen as quite a niche area to some people or something that's quite new to them. Um, and they might just want to dip their toe. So what place do you think things like, like what we've discussed, which is trainers, alcohol, um, Pokemon cards have within a portfolio where someone else may be holding gold stocks, property, um, and, and so on. Yeah. So alternatives are, are, are a good way to diversify a portfolio, um, which means that, you know, if, if stocks go down, you know, alternatives aren't necessarily correlated to that. They don't necessarily go down at the same time. It might just be completely unrelated or it might even go up depending on, on, on what you buy. So the diversification angle is really interesting. Um, we're not, proposing or pitching that, you know, just replace all of your investments with alternatives. We're seeing it more as an addition um, to your, to the asset mix. So perhaps you've got some stocks, maybe some crypto and alternatives are, are an addition uh, to that. Okay, cool. Um, I think it would also be important to talk about um, fees if we could. So when you invest in, say, a, a traditional investment platform, there'll be like a an overall management fee that's charged by the platform itself. And then you'll pay kind of fees depending on what funds you're in, or there are some platforms that will charge you um, per transaction. Others will charge you on a monthly, almost subscription basis. So um, what have you settled on um, for, for Koi? How can people expect to like pay for, for the service? Yeah. So if you're um, buying into our, our drops, it's a one and a half percent fee. Uh, and that is to cover, I mean, both both our costs, but also very importantly, if you think about storage costs, insurance costs that come with these these alternative assets. So it's one and a half percent fee. Um, there is no annual sort of management or, or monthly subscription fees. OK, good to know. Um, the final question for me will be, you said that you've been building Koya over the past year and that, um, and that you, uh, yeah, you have plans to add uh, more assets in the, in the future. So what, what do your future plans um, entail uh, for the platform and for the service? Yeah, there's a couple of core things. One is adding more assets, interest, uh, both in terms of you know expanding the categories, but also what we really want to do is um, at the moment, let's say for example, our next drop coming up, it's a it's a watch which is thirty three thousand dollars. Of course, it's a very expensive watch, but what we really want to do also is fractionalize items that are a million dollars and that are you know super rare so that is something that we're really excited about but of course for that we first need to build up build up our user user base um secondly what is really important for us is community and we don't just want our community to um i mean talking to our community chatting of our community that's important but that's just the basic the base we want to do more than that so what we want to do is, for example, let our community have a big say in what we're sourcing. Um, perhaps, you know, a community member can initiate um, putting something on a platform or say, look, there is this um, auction at Christie's happening in, in, in two weeks. 
um, they can then propose that on, on our platform. And then, you know, users, other users can um, participate in, in that sale and we can sort of crowdfund it from our user base. So we really want to have that sort of community element in, in terms of our sourcing. Um, we think that is going to be really, really interesting and, and important. Um, just think I'm a massive gamer um, and uh, I'm massively into like, old, like retro games, consoles, arcade cabinets, collectible games, that sort of thing. Um, and like, if I was to put in such a request, it would definitely be a way to like own some retro kind of super rare gaming, either console game or peripheral. Yeah, so there's a couple of platforms out in the US that um, are doing a similar business that we're, we're doing focus on the US market. And some of them have indeed, um, you know, bought some games and actually their, their returns have been pretty good. Um, in, in our own community so far, we haven't seen a lot of interest yet in games, but yeah, definitely it is it is uh, it is an area that, uh, that 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 we can look at that we can look at. There's actually an Instagram live on our profile with um, uh, with someone who is a game expert and, and and trader out of the US. So it's definitely something that we've been we've been looking at. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, because I used to um, I had basically all of the Nintendo consoles from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, but it just meant did that, you, like... Did, did you open... If you, if you have any unopened one, it could be worth quite a lot of money. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, in, it's insane. The crazy thing is, I remember, like, being a kid and, like, looking in the Argos catalogue and, like, thinking, like, what if I bought, you know, like, the original Game Boy or something and then just kept it in its box? Or, or something like that. But the, the tricky thing for me was I was moving around quite a lot um, yep. when, when I was in my sort of early 20s. And it meant that every house that I was moving to, I was lugging around all these consoles. Um, and I eventually ended up, me and my brother went down to a second-hand game shop one day and we just sold the lot because it was just taking up a lot of space. Um, so yeah, it's cool to think that um, you provide a service that allows you to like have the ownership, but not necessarily have to carry around the physical stuff. Um, everywhere and also buy into it at a lower price point than would typically you would typically be able to yeah so actually i didn't mention the exact sort of price point but let's <laughs> say for example for our first drop um the fractions are going to be priced at a hundred dollars so that is sort of the price point that we're we're looking at as a as a starting starting point i would just have another comment i've got an unopened 1983 pac-man not quite retirement money but a nice piece yeah like i'm such a nerd for that sort of stuff <laughs> I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, one of the things that we're also quite interested in is, you know, um, working with, with collectors. And we've seen interest in this already. So let's say you've got a collector that has an interesting piece. They think it might still go up in value. But at the same time, they want to get some cash now. So they could sell 60% of it to Koya. They retain 40% ownership. We do we would take the asset into our custody um, just to make sure it's secure. Um, but it's, it's quite an interesting proposition for, for collectors because they can you know, get some cash, but still um, benefit if the if the asset doesn't need to go up in value. Okay, wait, so just to understand that you can, <clears throat> you can buy an asset on Koya, but then you can sell part of your uh, fractions off, but still. So, yeah, so at, the, at the moment, we're mostly sourcing um, ourselves from, for example, professional Sell, professional dealers and we just buy the whole piece then fractionalize it but what we're really interested in and that what that, that will happen in the next couple of months is that we could buy 
um, partial assets from from collectors. So let's say a collector has a watch that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, we give them sixty thousand dollars for it. We take it into our custody, and the original collector they keep forty percent ownership in that in that watch. Okay, cool. Yeah, that that does sound interesting. Um, do you have any questions for me, Iris? Um, what is the what what's the alternative asset that you're more most excited about? Is it games or? Yeah, it's um, it's it was well, it's certainly Pokemon cards because they played a really big part in my um, in my in my childhood. And as I said, like I I really like genuinely, I really really wanted a shiny Charizard. <laughs> there was a guy in my year who had one, and um, everyone was jealous of him. And um, I've kind of, as I've gotten older, I've given myself permission to seek out and to like enjoy things that I enjoyed when I was a child. So I, I think that would be the general theme. It would be like games, the nostalgia, but, like Tamagotchis. I don't think I'm too interested in clothing or, or watches or anything like that. So maybe not so much on the fashion side. Yeah. I would love to understand art and paintings a bit more. Um, I met a an art dealer a few uh, months ago and she was telling us about a job. She was super engaging and the impression I got from her was a lot of understanding how to buy and sell art and understanding how the market works had to do with relationships with individual artists. So that was quite an interesting... And you could tell by speaking to her that she was a great salesperson, that she was really good at um, forming relationships with people. Um, so yeah, I think when it comes to alternatives, I would probably find a way to relive my youth, like the youth that I never got to have. Amazing. And uh, yeah, so actually after our Pepsi, our Rolex Pepsi drop, we will have a Pokemon drop. So um, got something in store for you. That sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, if it's okay, uh, I've just got um, a few rapid fire questions. I, just, I ask these to all the guests that come on the show. Um, so I'll just move through these and then um, we can sign off with where people can, can find you and, and find uh, Koya. Um, the first is, um, what's been your biggest financial achievement to date? Um, probably start, start, start I started investing young and it's been amazing because, I mean, obviously the last couple of years, the market has been really good. So with all of the money that I made, you know, with those investments, I was actually able to take sort of a year without salary and help, which helped fund doing the business now. So that has really helped me, you know, start this startup. That's really awesome. I had a very similar journey back in 2017, 2018. I, I saved up, Mr. Money Jazz is my second company but um at the time i saved up about a year's worth of expenses and i i um started the company at the time ended up having to wind it up after a year but i learned a lot in that process and carried forward those lessons to now so yeah it's really it's really cool when you realize that you can use money to buy time instead of things um uh, what what one piece of money advice would you have given to yourself 10 years ago. It sounds like you've been quite responsible with money, but if you could advise yourself anything. Um, yeah, I've been really responsible. So maybe it would be more the opposite. Like don't stress too much, you know, also 
do enjoy life and especially you know spend money on experiences you'll i've never regretted spending money on travel for example so yeah yeah there's a really interesting thing that happens i think when i first, i'm not sure when you first started your your kind of your personal finance journey and by that i mean when you first realize that you can invest and that you can like save and um oh hey crystal great to see you in the comments um and that you can yeah use your money to make more money and when i first discovered this i became very very delayed gratification focused like i i adopted this mindset of you have to save and invest absolutely all the money that you have to get some sort of future payoff actually what i found is as i've gotten older um and i've kind of experienced a bit more of life you definitely have to live your life now and it's definitely possible for you to live your life now as well and and do things that are enjoyable and spend money on things like experiences so that really resonated for me um if you were to win the lottery let's say you were to win 10 million pounds how would you allocate those funds i would definitely invest most of it especially because i'm doing my company now i wouldn't quit just because i made some money in in, in the lottery so um I would split it over uh, equities, crypto, and alternatives. And with mm -hmm. crypto, I mean it a little bit more broad. So it could be E for Bitcoin, but also NFTs. It's something that, you know, um, I'm into as well, you know, supporting projects that, that I like. Probably also do a little bit of angel investing. I guess I would spend one, one, million, one to two million on, on angel investing, finding interesting startups, because also, obviously, that is the that is sort of the, the space that I'm in. So um, I feel like I've got knowledge about that so that's definitely something i would like to 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 get into if i if i had a bit more a bit more cash so yes um investing all right cool good to know and the final one is uh what does success mean to you that's a that's pretty that's a pretty loaded question um i always say that i want to live a fulfilling life and what that means to me is living life with no regrets at this point in time that means starting my own company that is something that I, that I knew that I wanted to do um, in 10 years time that might mean something different but to me that is just really important that I always think about would I regret not doing this in five years time and if the answer is yes just go for it then you've got to do it yes <laughs> there is no space for fear in life 100 percent you just got to do it um, I've really enjoyed today's conversation Iris uh, thank you so much for spending the time with us um, is there anything you want to you wanna plug? Anyone you want to shout out? Yeah, I mean, just follow us on Instagram. So that's at JoinKoya. And um, check out our website where you can learn more about us. That's JoinKoya.com. And you'll also find links there to our Discord community. Awesome. Um, I'll be uh, saving this live and I'll be sharing all of the links where people can find you in the show notes as well. Um, thank you so much to you, Iris, for joining us today and having this conversation, introducing us to alternative assets, which is an area um, I don't think many people who, who visit this page would have heard about. So appreciate your uh, time and expertise on that. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, who left a comment and who asked the question. Um, we will be back at the same time next week with another special guest. So until then, everyone take care. Bye bye. Awesome. Bye bye.